You are frolicking. You are scampering. You trip over a jumbo-sized iridescent frog. You are freaked out, so you keep running through the fields of tall grass until you reach a clearing. Finally, in the chaos of it all, an oasis. You see from afar a beautiful bunch of orchids. Oh, how very calming! Until you realize that one of the orchids is moving, nay, crawling. Has a critter cast a spell on you, or are your eyes being truly honest? Take a step closer and you will see that this is not a moving orchid, but rather a brilliantly camouflaged mantis, or as they are sometimes called, praying mantis. And with that enticing vision, I welcome you back to Anna and the Animals. Meow. Do you know what a mantis is? I do. I have witnessed their existence throughout my childhood and a bit more rarely, but still on occasion through my early adulthood that I am currently living in. So, a mantis. Where do they reside? Everywhere, really. They can live in tropical and temperate climates, and there are over 2,400 species of them. They are closely related to cockroaches and termites, and it saddens me to say that I am not a fan of cockroaches, despite my best efforts to love all animals. Some mantises have wings, while others do not, but they do all have futuristic, triangular heads and gigantic eyes, as well as long limbs. So chic! Today I wanted to deliver a very special treat to all of you. I want you to learn about a mantis firsthand from a literal mantis. I am fortunate enough to have a really great friend, Joe, who is not only a rocking punk boy, but he also happens to be a mantis. We are so lucky to have him on the show today. Let's all give Joe a warm welcome. Gee, thanks. I'm so happy to be here. I can tell. You are truly glowing with joy right now. So, I already know everything about you, but I feel like a lot, if not all, of our audience knows nothing about you. Probably not, as I tend to hide away from the world. As you know, I'm so good at camouflage. Oh yeah! You do that for hunting and protection from predators, right? Yeah, duh. Oh, okay, cool. I remember when I first met you and I thought you were a basil leaf because you were chilling on one so sneakily. It's almost like the camouflage was a disadvantage in that scenario because I almost ate you. Sometimes I'm too underground. But yeah, then you didn't put me in your pesto, so I'll forever be grateful to that. I mean, I owe you my life. <laughs> Don't mention it. So I know you happen to be a bright green mantis that lives in New York, so you can find some leaves to blend in with. But what about mantises that live in other climates? Yeah, that's what's so crazy about my species. We can blend into so many different environments. Yo, check this out. 
I have a cousin who lives in a land down under, and she can turn black during the dry season and blends into dry, ashy landscape after a fire. I heard the mantises in Africa do that too. Whoa, tight. Yeah, I was also dating a girl for a while who was a flower mantis, which is even more wild. Uh, I don't think I've ever met a flower mantis. I mean, I would stay away from them, if you know what I mean. They are aggressive mimics. The girl I was dating could turn herself into the shape of a flower, so then bugs would come to her for nectar, and she would eat them. Talk about manipulative. She's playing mind games, yo. I'm just a tool. Yeah, that's a bit manipulative, but part of me thinks you are just jealous of her hunting skills. Uh, I mean, maybe. But honestly, I have my own hunting techniques that have been pretty effective, so it's all good. I'm an ambush predator as well, so I just do my thing disguising myself and turning my head 180 degrees to scan the zone until some idiot prey comes along and I attack. Whoa! So violent! <laughs> yeah, man's just gotta eat. I'm sure you've noticed my spiky forearms and probably thought they were just to accentuate my punk rock lifestyle and aesthetic. But actually, quite handy for killing prey. There's truly nothing like fresh caught bugs, lizards, or birds. <laughs> Yum! But anyways, I wanted to talk to you about your eating habits, actually. I am a bit concerned. Don't you think it's a bit odd that you're eating prey such as hummingbirds, which are significantly bigger than you? Why do you have such a problem with that? I eat what I eat. Yeah, fair enough. But speaking of your eating habits, I wanted to bring up a sensitive subject relating to cannibalism. I hope you're okay discussing your love life a bit more. Oh, here we go again. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Sorry, but I had to. It's the beginning of autumn now, which means it's your mating season. You are also almost a year old, which means your lifespan is coming to an end. How does it feel? Have you been successful? And more importantly, do you fear for your life? <laughs> Look, here's the thing. I've explained this to so many humans so many times. So listen loud and clear, cause I ain't gonna say it again after this. I'm still alive, so I'm still a virgin. My main purpose in life is to reproduce. So even if I get eaten immediately after or during the process, why is that a problem? Don't we all make sacrifices in order to accomplish our life mission? Plus, I know you humans are so obsessed with our mating rituals. You've done plenty of research on it. So shouldn't you know that cannibalism during mating is actually beneficial? <coughs> it provides more nutrition to the female. So when she lays her hundreds of eggs, they're well nourished. Hmm. Interesting and somewhat rad. I heard the males deliver more fertilizer when they're being eaten too. So would you say you are excited to be eaten by your lover? just eagerly anticipating the arrival of this fateful day? I mean, whatever happens, happens, you know? My life's a black abyss. True. Another mantis friend of mine told me that on occasion, the men engage in a courtship dance to entice the females, 
You don't strike me as much of a dancer, though. What are your thoughts on that situation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not that desperate. I'd never dance for a lady. But you would let one devour you. It's more metal. Valid point. Well, Joe, the goth praying mantis, I think that wraps up this highly informative interview. I wish you the best of luck in your future mating endeavors. Word. Later, dear. Later? So, listeners, between you and I, I worry about Joe and other specimens of his kind. Not only are all his lovers on the verge of eating him, but he also has to watch out for frogs, lizards, hornets, and other birds that might try and eat him too. I mean, I know he has those spiky fighter forearms, but I would just hate to see him eaten alive. But then again, I know this is just the circle of life. But what would you do if you were eaten by your wife? Would you have a lot of anger and fear? Would you go try and hunt every hummingbird in the biosphere? Do you find that terror makes you wild? That being alive is worth it for the prospect of a grandchild? Though you will never even go to meet this kin, you still feel like it was an evolutionary win. And on that note, here's the question for the woman species. Is the flavor of your fellow mantis greasy? Do you eat the men plain or seasoned with salt? I'm just wondering, your obscure eating habits are not your fault. I know you are a magical creature. Let me share some words from ancient Greece, perhaps even said by a preacher. Mantodea means prophet type in Greek. So don't let anyone tell you that you are a freak. You have fossils that are 135 million years old. So whatever you do in life, just be bold. Just use your echolocation for protection and run away from children who want you for dissection. You are so beautiful and move with such grace. The Chinese even created a martial art to honor your foot trace. Your movement, so delicate yet agile. I feel like you could even fight off a crocodile. And even in ancient Botswana, they considered you a sacred and supernatural fauna. The ancient Greeks said you took lost travelers home. So won't you help me? I am lost somewhere in Rome. Show me the way, O oh mantis friend of mine, as I am spinning somewhere in the vortex of sublime time. This has been a proud production of What the Productions, WHDQRXZZT, that's 94.0003 FM, 100.245 AM, New York City. Special thanks to our producer, Marishka, sound editor, Frida, and our staff over at What the HQ. See you next time.